Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Georgia thumped TCU in the title game, 65-7. I thought it would be a double-digit win. I told you that, but I didn't think it would be 65-7. Our next guest has been covering Georgia football and the SEC for the better part of 30 years. Went to the University of Georgia and uh, is now working at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our old friend Chip Towers joining us from L.A. What are are you doing today? What happens in the aftermath of the game? Take us through it. Well, way too much, really, John. You know, it's uh, one of those things you want the season to go ahead and end. And uh, uh, But uh, right now I'm actually at Venice Beach, pardon me for some of the noise in the background, um, trying to get out and get something to eat in the aftermath. But as you know, the roster uh, management in, in college football nowadays is a big part of the whole thing. And so... You know, guys declaring for the draft, guys uh, deciding to go into the transfer portal, guys come out of the transfer portal um, is really a full-time job. So, And then, you know, we've got now until January 16th to figure out who all is declaring for the NFL draft. And George is going to have a lot of guys decide to go that way as well. So uh, there's still a lot of work to do before we can put the hay in the barn, as we say around here. All right, help us out with one thing here. A lot of Oregon fans listening to this. Don't be nice. Just be accurate. 49-3 in the opener, 65-7 last night. Did Oregon put up a better fight than TCU, or was Georgia more locked in? Ah, that's a good one, you know. I still, you know, I had a hard time explaining that Oregon game, especially as the year went uh, a little further. Other than, you know, certainly you, you got a, uh, you're under new leadership. That's a heck of a first game to come 3,000 miles across the country and play the defending national champion. So that was kind of a not fair fight. But in a lot of ways, John, this was not a fair fight either. And, yeah, this is – this, you know, it gave some of the critics of uh, uh, of the 12-team playoff system, you know, some fodder to fight with, you know, that because there were a lot of people that didn't feel like TCU was deserving of getting into the top four after losing in the Big 12 championship game. I might have been in that crowd, but then, you know, I mean, I fully expected to be covering Georgia versus Michigan uh, in L.A. for the championship, but then seeing what they did against Michigan, you're like, hey, well, let's see, you know, maybe they're maybe they're better than we thought. And um, But, you know, the truth came out, you know, uh, Monday night, and the situation was big, so big for the Horned Frogs, you know, bigger than anything they expected to deal with, 201. 200 to one odds of making the playoffs, and there they are sitting in the championship game. It was it was not a fair fight. Chip Towers, our guest, Atlanta Journal Constitution. That that's a repeat. Uh, you know what does that mean to Georgia? And how soon did did the talk about a possible three peat crop up? Oh, right away. I mean, we you didn't get out of post game interviews uh, with it without it already coming up. And I mean. Uh, yeah, listen, it wasn't just among the media. We kind of a little something that our Atlanta Journal Constitution photographers caught with with 
Kirby Smart walking off the field uh, after the game, holding the number three up to to some fans. Uh, so you know, and then of course he comes in there. Oh, I'm not thinking about that, but he is thinking about it. Uh, you know, we had the uh, champions press conference this morning uh, at the hotel, uh, the the uh, LAX uh, Marriott, and, uh, and and Kirby was saying that they were asking him, "Well, when when will you get to work on?" You know, next season, he says, when we get on the plane. Uh, so, you know, he's, it's definitely that Nick Saban mentality, that program mentality, uh, never stop working, never stop recruiting. Uh, and there's a lot of things going on today. I, I was supposed to be on with you a little bit earlier, but, you know, there's just kind of all kinds of little sparks flying about, you know, this transfer and that transfer. And uh, so it's, it's a wild time in this game, and period, you know. The quarterback position will be an interesting one. Stetson Bennett did terrific, obviously, back-to-back. He was a big part of this. Where does Georgia turn at the quarterback position next season? Well, you know, they've got three guys waiting in the wings. Nobody has waited any longer than uh, Carson Beck. Uh, Carson Beck is a a junior. I I think technically he's a third-year sophomore, and um, he is – uh, you know, certainly bided his time. And, I, you know, I don't know 100% um, what Kirby has told him or promised to him, but he uh, is definitely going to be considered for the position. Uh, I think he would be the first one there. Two other guys, though, they got a redshirt freshman in and, and Brock Vandegrift, and they've got a, a uh, uh, true freshman in Gunner Stockton. And then uh, there's a lot, that's one of the things about there's a lot of uh, – uh, moving and shaking going on where another guy could be added to the to the competition before all it's said and done. But I would expect you to see Carson back. He was one of those guys that we all fully expected to be in the transfer portal last year. And the fact that he hung around tells me that, you know, there might have been some discussions about that before this year. It wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Alabama – having a little dynasty and making a run and, you know, being in the playoffs so often. That is now switched to Georgia. How did that happen, Chip Towers? Well, listen, I, I tell you, it, it's interesting, boy. You, now, you want to get some people in, in a lather, talk to some Alabama fans about Kirby Smart. You know, they're, they're, they, they, they're worried. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of argument to be made. You know, Kirby Smart went to Alabama with Nick Saban when he came out of the NFL, and there's always that argument about was it Nick Saban or was it Kirby Smart, you know, in terms of those defenses being what they were, and uh, he was a big part of their recruiting uh, that entire time that he was over there. Now he kind of brought that formula over to Georgia, and, you know, listen, Alabama's not going away. I mean, if you look at every recruiting ranking, it's usually still Alabama one distinguished himself, I think, these past few years has been in the development stage. Look at look at the players on this team. Lad McConkey, you know, a three-star. Um, uh, you know, Jalen Carter was not a five-star guy. There, there's a bunch of uh, development that I think Georgia has proven to be, you know, pretty good at, you know, under Kirby Smart. So I know the Alabama fans aren't, aren't, are worried right now. Chip Towers, Atlanta Journal-Constitution, is our guest. Uh, you know, it was remarkable because last year Georgia wins the title. Fifteen players are drafted into the NFL, and Georgia does, does not miss a beat and in a lot of ways looked better, sharper down the stretch, maybe a save for the Ohio State game. Uh, 
What kind of attrition to the draft do you expect, and uh, where are Georgia's hopes for retaining players right now that may be on the bubble? Yeah, the, the real question is the bubble players. I mean, they got four guys right now that uh, I've seen are, are, you know, consensus first round projections. You know, Keely Ringo, uh, Darnell Washington, the six foot seven guy, Broderick Jones is probably, you know, to, in the national narrative the least understood about them all, but he's been their left tackle, and he's been, I mean, close to perfect, has not given up a sack all year. Uh, and then, of course, Jalen Carter. So all four of those guys are getting first-round mention. But they have a bunch of those juniors, you know, that that like in a, in a, in a team full of stars and, and, and one that uh, sort of uh, distributes the, the workload among a lot of people. There's a lot of juniors that are probably got much higher draft value than necessarily their star value is in terms of people knowing who they are and what they do for the team. You know, juniors like Nas Stackhouse, uh, you know, uh, Warren McClendon, the right tackles at, you know, 37 consecutive starts. Um, those guys, they don't, you know, get a whole lot of headlines during the week. But those pro scouts uh, are, are all over Georgia these days. And um, and they probably are, have higher value with them than they do even with Georgia's fan base. Help us out with what happened in the semifinal with Ohio State because that's the game that I'm kind of th- left thinking about today and how close Ohio State came from from knocking Georgia out. Well, as big as this 65 to seven final score was a surprise to me. That one was a surprise to me too, and that's a complete respect to Ohio State, but. You know, I just didn't think they'd be able to do offensively what they did. And you know, I thought C.J. Stroud just absolutely played out of his mind, which should come as no surprise. But, you know, I, I said at the beginning when they when the college football playoff first came out with the, with, the, um, with the rankings, the final rankings, you know, I said, man, they didn't do Georgia. Did Georgia be in the number one seed? They didn't do them any service by playing Ohio State in the first round or in the semifinals, you know, I thought for sure TCU would drop a spot, but I guess they couldn't just justify moving to Ohio State two spots in when they sat at home and didn't play in a championship game. And I get that. You don't want to, you don't want to uh, yep. punish a team for having to play an extra game. Hey, Chip, uh, I'm going to have, I'm part of I'm gonna, difficulty. I got to run to break. I want you to make sure you hydrate and take some time off before you jump into college basketball. <laughs> I'll, All I'll right? do it. Thank you, John. All right. Take care. Back. Thanks for joining us. All right, there's Chip Towers from Venice Beach. I love that. Uh, we got LaMichael James coming up after the break. He's in the Hall of Fame. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry Truth. to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.